Blog Talk Radio. Monday, September the 21st, 2015, as always, I'm your host, John Hansen, and as we do each and every Monday at this same time, over these same virtual airwaves of the Blog Talk radio network through our studios in New York City, we bring to you Buyer's Meeting Point's Kelly Barner with another, I guess, guest audio would be the way to put it, which shares some information and insights from the world of procurement. And this week, it's kind of interesting because Kelly's going to be uh, talking about uh, Elliot Epstein, who is the CEO of Salient Communications, and an interview or a discussion that he had on what I guess I would call the uneasy but necessary, necessary alliance between sales and procurement. So without further delay, here's another great segment from Kelly Barner. Thank you, John. This week, our guest audio looks at procurement from a particularly illuminating perspective, and that is the sales perspective. Elliot Epstein is the CEO of Salient Communications, and as a sales professional, he has partnered with SIPS to bring sales and procurement professionals closer in order to better understand each other. He has also done a series of podcasts on sales versus procurement with Paul Rogers, a three-decade procurement professional that Epstein describes as the leading procurement coach in Australia. The following audio is an excerpt from a YouTube interview called Dealing with the Rising Power of Procurement. Let's listen. But if I can just give you a couple of the key points that Paul and I discuss in our podcast. So it would be, number one, you have to understand what, what Paul calls uh, Peter Price okay. or Valerie Value. Okay. So are you dealing with a price guy or are you dealing with someone who understands value? And you've got to know that from the very beginning you, uh, when you engage with that client. If you're dealing with Peter Price, you've got two choices. You either commoditize yourself, come up with a better price and live or die by that, or you go above them. You go around them and you do it quickly and you do it often. And okay. a lot of people are squeamish about this. You know, I've been told the rules, the probity, I can't go around them. It says in the document you will be not considered for this bid if you do that. Well, if you deal, if you decide to deal with Peter Price, who doesn't understand the bigger picture, doesn't understand what's going on in terms of the overall value you can bring, you'll get stuck and go to the lowest common denominator when it comes to price. That's your option. Mm. If you're dealing with Valerie Value, you're, you've got the option then of being able to discuss a wider range of solutions for that business. And they're the choices that I'm asking sales managers to consider for their teams. Let's say Valerie Value. Yep. Okay, you've got, some, you've got a procurement person that understands value, so you're in the right place there. Right. But you're selling a solution where the need hasn't been identified yet. Right. Uh, it's, go, it's not going to solve Valerie's problems. Right. It's going to solve the CEO's problems. It's going to solve uh, a CIO's problems. And here you are talking to Val Valerie. She understands value, but she's not been asked to go out and shop for your solution. Why are we talking to Valerie then? That's, that's the problem some of these sales so people... So stop it, you're blind. So how... <laughs> good work. So how do salespeople get around procurement? Go and talk to the person that is most impacted by your solution. If it's the head engineer, go to there. If it's the head of finance... 
if it's the head of operations, if it's the, the CEO, yeah. if it's the head of marketing, the regional director for transport, whoever it is, go and talk to the person that is actively, actively um, measured by the return on what it is that you're selling. Yeah. The next question that comes up is, well, how do I get there? Mm. And there are myriad ways that have been spoken about, but you've got to find a way to get there. Social media is one way. Okay. Uh, picking up the phone and talking to someone in that role. I mean, the phone still works. It does if you've got something that is specific to that person's job and that person's remit. Yeah. So don't ring up and say, hi, we've met before. Uh, hi, we sell widgets. Would you like to have a chat? You need to start with a piece of evidence. Say, hi, we've just uh, implemented two of these in similar companies to yours. Um, they're roughly returning 15% ROI improvement. And I thought you might like to have a look at what we've been doing in your space, in your industry, and see if you'd like to have a chat about how it impacts you. The sales versus procurement divide has always been an interesting one. We have to ask ourselves who is really in the power position and even question how accurate each side's understanding of the actions and motives of the other is. There are a couple of Epstein's points that are worthy of further consideration. One is the temptation that many salespeople feel to go around the rules set out by procurement on behalf of the organization. A relatively standard part of any sourcing process is to make clear that going around procurement in any capacity once the process begins is grounds for elimination. Epstein makes a valid point, however, that if a supplier knows their value proposition is not being heard because their procurement representative is a Peter Price, in other words, a tactical buyer, what do you have to lose? You aren't going to get selected by going through the front door, so you might as well see if there's an opening at the back. More important and harder to address is the case of value or solutions that have not yet been identified as a need or earmarked for sourcing by procurement. As the interviewer asked, and as Epstein logically pointed out, if the organization has not yet defined a need, they won't have assigned procurement to the spend because it doesn't exist historically. And that presents sales with the opportunity to go directly to the person that stands to gain the most from whatever their solution happens to be. And in most cases, that person is not going to be in procurement. That opportunity, in turn, leads sales to the complication of finding the right person and trying to get an audience with them. That, at least we can say, is not procurement's problem to fix. So regardless of how value-oriented, Valerie value in this conversation, the lead procurement person happens to be, if an organization is not aware that a solution exists, it's that much harder to plan to bring it in-house. Part of this leads directly to some of the challenges we face in our analytics work. That's true whether it's spend analysis or attempts at predictive analytics. We only know what we know, which is based on what has happened in the past. As Christian Madsberg and Mikhail Rasmussen wrote in their book, The Moment of Clarity, quote, almost all data analysis is about crunching numbers from the past and extrapolating these numbers into the future. For obvious reasons, the past does not include data on things that haven't happened or ideas that have not yet been imagined. As a result, data analysis of the future tends to underestimate or even ignore past events or conditions that can't be measured while overestimating those that can. A similar idea is true of procurement's efforts to manage spend and create value. 
It's hard to anticipate need or value in areas where it has not existed before. So this is one of the problems we run into when we're using spend under management as a metric. There are not only unknown categories of spend that are not reflected in the denominator of that calculation. There are also discontinued categories of spend, if you will, meaning spend that has happened even regularly in the past that is not going to move forward. That combination of plus and minus unknowns makes spend under management a less than accurate approach to measuring procurement's impact on the enterprise. How does your organization handle new spend? Do the majority of salespeople follow procurement's rules of engagement, or are you constantly fighting to hold the line? Do you consider yourself a Peter Price or a Valerie Value? And would the salespeople you deal with agree? If you have any thoughts or feedback about this episode, you can reach me on Twitter at Buyers Meet Point or on LinkedIn or visit BuyersMeetingPoint.com. Please also listen to some of my other Procurement Perspectives podcasts available on Blog Talk Radio and SoundCloud. Thank you, Kelly. You know, one of the interesting things as I was listening to, uh, to the discussion points is that it comes down to a question of collaboration within the enterprise. I think it has to go beyond the metrics uh, element to, to really understand how an organization works. For example, a company like Cisco, when they develop a new prototype product, work very closely with their procurement people to source the product, to develop it, to test it, and included in that is the ability of the procurement uh, process to be able to acquire the necessary components and, and, and uh, parts that go into building the ultimate, uh, uh, ultimately go into building the unit uh, that will be offered en masse. And the scalability then becomes a key issue. But what was impressive about Cisco was the collaborative nature within the enterprise. There wasn't any of this uh, traditional procurement on one side, engagement here, problems there. And I have to wonder, you know, what is the cause of that? Why are organizations that seem to be successful in collaborating between procurement and sales and the whole process, why, why do they work well with one company while with many others they don't? And I, and I think that really is at the heart of the issue that I'd want to understand. We have to transcend uh, or go beyond our, our, our boundaries of thinking and we have to start looking at, at our profession in a new way and be able to say, okay, how do we view what we do? How does it make a difference in terms of what we do? And understand how the organization that we serve as a whole and those within it, uh, how we fit in within their goal. I think what we're really talking about here is an issue of, of one of leadership uh, being able to, uh, to, to guide a collaborative process. Uh, beyond, again, the, the traditional functional silos that have been so limiting in the past. In short, and, and you know, to, to take the words of uh, Marianne Williamson, you must learn a new way to think before you can master a new way to be. And I think that advice begins within procurement itself and the ownership that we have to take to be able to facilitate these collaborations, to facilitate our expanded role within the context of what the organization wants to accomplish. Uh, including what sales is looking to achieve. I, I think those are the areas that we have to focus on. So I, I believe that this is more of a collaboration issue. What do you think? As always, you're welcome to give a comment here on the Blog Talk Radio segment show page or visit Buyer's Meeting Point and, and share your comments with Kelly directly. In the meantime, I want to remind you that we will be coming at you over these same virtual airwaves again next week at the same time. 
So uh, be sure to mark it in your calendar. Of course, you know that if there is something that's good here, is that if you can't join us for this live broadcast, not a problem because it's being recorded, which means you can listen at your convenience on an on-demand basis. Until we talk to you again, I remain your host as always, John Hansen. Have a great day.